Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Okay, and here we go. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. Today, my guest is Heather Reed. Welcome, Heather. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, you are the co-founder of Aurora Wellbeing Studio, and that is based in the city. I'm not sure where exactly. Yep. So we are 20 Newton Road. So we're Grayland slash Ponsonby area. Grayland, Ponsonby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. And um, and I've been doing a bit of homework and um, you have, um, how long has that been up and running? That's the bit I didn't get. Oh, I think we... We opened end of April, so three, four months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still pretty fresh. We're yeah, yeah still new. Down. Yeah, good. And um, oh, so prior to that, you have worked for the YMCA mm-hmm. and you did your studies at AUT. Mm-hmm. You had some experience with, um, with Bobby on Barry's Point Road, I see. The- well, have you been my LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is okay. this accurate? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you know, you've obviously always had an interest in in that, in in the, in the health space. Um, and prior to that, you worked for now. This is back in the UK, right? Thomas International. Yes. yes. Now, am I right in saying that used to be Thomas Cook? No, no, no. no. Thomas Cook was um, a holiday provider. Ah. Thomas International was psychometric assessments. Ah. A little right. bit different. My bad. Okay. I'm keen to know more about that then. Um, and then prior to that, College of Agriculture. So you were you were interested in animals, veterinary? Yes. Yes. I love animals, always have. Um, I wanted to be a vet since I think the age of three. Uh-huh. Um, so I explored animal, animal management for the best part of yeah, 20, 20 years. Um, okay. And then kind of through that started learning more about the human body and then that kind of onset this new journey of health and well-being. Ah, okay, interesting. So um, so I guess back to Aurora, it's um, an interesting concept. You, you've called it a, a well-being studio, but it's obviously a, a space for, for fitness, but more than that by the sounds of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Aurora... Um, we originally kind of founded it as some kind of space. We weren't sure what it was going to look like, but um, it is me and my business partner, Alex, and we both have a background in the fitness industry, Mm. but we wanted to do things a little bit different. Um, So in my experience back in the UK, we have a lot of kind of health and wellbeing clubs. Um, Any kind of fitness studio is usually associated with, they'd have an on-site physio or they'd have um, a cafe and there's more of that lifestyle engagement, which yeah. I think lacks yeah. a little bit here in New Zealand. So that was the roots and the foundations for her water. Mm-hmm. More holistic. Mm-hmm. And, and you have, I guess, sort of pinned the, um, the Maori health model, which I might get this wrong. So tifare tapa fa. Yeah. Oh, good. So that kind of encapsulates the four pillars, doesn't it? Is that right? Yes. 
Um, so with the Te Whare Tapafa framework, we use it in New Zealand a lot. It's mm. the foundations for our health model, mm. uh, specifically Māori health. Yeah. So the way that it works is that Te Whare, Whare is a house or a whare nui. Yeah. Um, and we use those four pillars, so four walls, kind of dimensions to a whare. Um, so you have Tahatanana, Tahaheninaro, Tawarua, and Tahafano. Okay. So those are the four pillars. Hmm. So um, physical, spiritual, family, and mental. In summary, yes. Right. Um, right. The meanings, much like a lot of um, Tadeo, it's quite holistic, but it also doesn't have one set definition. Okay. So, okay. for example, if we're looking at Tanana, uh, we're looking at kind of the capacity for growth, yeah. development, um, and your Tanana exes, your kind of your body, your protector. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have Hininado, which is more about your emotional, um, mental well being how you think, how you feel, mm. um, your mind, your heart, your thought processes, your consciousness. Yeah, okay. Whereas you have your whānau, which is a very common word in New Zealand, refers to family, but it is more than that. It's more about the interconnectedness between one person and another. Okay. Whether it is family, friends, everyday interactions, it's just kind of us as people, how we interact. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, is more of the holistic aspects of the wairua, which is often neglected in mm. health frameworks. Mm. Uh, so wairua is more about kind of your faith, your capacity to believe, to communicate, and also what dictates you as a person. So what defines you? What are your specific characteristics? Okay. And what kind of drives that? So your ancestry, your genealogy, all of the good stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, and, and, I, and I see you've got that in neon on your wall. Is that right? In your space? Yeah. Yes. yes. So, of yeah. It's very much front and center in terms of, of the way you do things. How, how do those play out with your clients in terms of um, sort of living, living that model? Mm. So community is very much centered around the work that we do. Um, which is why if you've seen from our photos, we have this beautiful living area in kind of the middle of our gym. Um, ah. And the purpose for that was to create a safe space where people can come, socialize, spend some time by themselves, do some work, grab a coffee. Um, and we're very much about that social aspect. So trying to incorporate um, Tahafano and a little bit of Tahawarua. Yeah. Um, alongside supporting Hinanaro. Um, and then Tanana, obviously the physical aspects. So we do a lot of group fitness classes, yeah. um, everything like that. But then on top of that, we also have kind of the health coaching, which is obviously how I met you. Yeah. Um, the health coaching, the nutrition side of things. So helping people kind of reconnect with the hawara is um, right. our kind of purpose, I guess, as a business. Yeah, that's awesome. Does um do, do you have any um any people that sort of specialize in any of those particular areas or is it just something that everybody who works there um keeps top of mind in, in the way that they sort of operate? A little bit of both. Um okay. everyone that works there, I mean, there's only really four of us. We're quite a small team. 
um, but we all have our areas of expertise. Um, right. Alex, for example, comes from more of the training aspect, but has a very strong um, bias towards kind of the flexibility, the mobility, getting in touch with that side of training. Mm. Um, Robin is more about the community health. So he does a lot of work in getting everyday people moving again. Mm, mm. Um, Ridma does more of the competitive thing. So he's a, I don't want to get this wrong. He's a powerlifter. <laughs> I think powerlifter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The big stuff. The big stuff. Um, <laughs> and then I'm a little bit more of the holistic yogi, loves nutrition, health coaching. But we will try and adapt the values um, yeah. kind of to our own way of coaching and our own way of taking on clients. Brilliant. Um, which is why we're quite a small team because we are, we, we look for these values in our people. Um, so we're very, I guess, snooty, a little bit of snooty <laughs> when looking for people yeah. um, to work alongside us. They have to yeah. have values that we do. Yeah, so you don't just take anyone off the street that, that understands health as, as such. It's, it's, it's got to be somebody who fits with, with the model and with those values to complement everybody else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Our, yeah, our team works very much in unison. We're one big whānau, so it's very important that they fit in, mm. whether they have the experience or the skill level that's trainable, um, but it's just our core values are very much the same. Yeah, like it. I like it. And are you finding you've been going for a few months now are you finding that people are gravitating towards you know those values and that model and, and that sort of clicks for some people they just get it I think so um I think we've definitely found our feet over the last two months I think the first month or two was a little bit of kind of just throw everything at a wall and hope that it sticks yeah um, yeah but I think over the last two months we've kind of fine-tuned um, our approach come together more of the team mm. and I think people are now really starting to understand our purpose and when they come in through those doors they feel like they're a part of the family a part of the community mm. it's mm. definitely the feeling that we want them to have that's cool I need to come and see because um, I wasn't aware that you had that space that you just described in terms of people being able to come and do some work and kind of hang out um, which you know that that in particular sounds quite different like I know there are studios out there that have this sort of loungy you know chill out space where you might be able to get a drink or something to eat and and you know that might be sort of on the way in or on the way out but you don't get the impression that it's somewhere that people might just come specifically to hang out as opposed to being part of their journey to a workout or from a workout um mm. that sounds a bit different oh, absolutely that's that's one of our favorite parts of the studio is having that space yeah why we always promote people to just come in have a coffee with us come have a chat it's yeah. not as daunting as it may seem um so we have free coffee always that's oh, nice um and yeah it's just about that social aspect mm. i think connecting from one person to another is the most important part of the journey so brilliant brilliant and do you find is it too early to tell but do you find as though there are people coming in and having those chats that might have not have otherwise ventured in because of the sort of the warm and, and welcoming approach that then may convert them to actually participating and joining? Oh, absolutely. Um, we've cool. had quite a few people get in touch with us, ones that um, haven't trained in months or have gone through an injury or perhaps haven't ever trained. Um, right. 
And I think when we invite them in and they see the studio and they come and sit down for a coffee and we take the time to get to know them as individuals, um, they tend to be really warmed by that, I think, because they feel like they are going to be looked after. It's not just come and have a gym consult, mm. then come do your own thing or get a program. Mm. It's very much sitting them down, talking about what their goals are, what got them to this point, how we can help and putting together more of a structured plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that structured plan isn't just about the gym work then. There's, there's other components that could form that plan by the sounds of things? Mm. No, absolutely. Um, I think everybody that's kind of involved in the holistic health space knows that the training aspect is a teeny tiny little <laughs> part of the whole picture. Yeah. Um, and from all of our experience, us coaches at Hawata, a lot of the time people come in and they give 100% to their workout, but then they leave the studio or the gym and they get fast food on the way home or they have a stressful day and then they kind of fall off the wagon quite quickly, which yep. is completely understandable. Um, but when we take the time to understand somebody's circumstances, teach them the foundations of training, of nutrition, of how to take care of themselves, how to understand themselves a little bit better, then they're more equipped to deal with those kind of bumps along the road. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So, so how, how do you dig into that, you know, understanding themselves a bit better? Because that, that can be quite challenging, can't it? I imagine. Oh, 100%. But it, <laughs> it's not an easy journey. Um, I think anyone that's kind of gone on the health coaching or self-explorative journey, you know that it is very confronting. Um, so we try and provide those tools in the terms of health coaching, um, getting that advice around nutrition. And then we also try and host special events such uh, as kind of mindfulness events or okay. events about reclaiming your kopapa or things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I see you also do some collaboration with, is it Auckland Running or one of the running groups? Yes, yes. Run for Auckland. Run for Auckland. Awesome. So what's involved there? <clears throat> So it is a free event every Sunday, Victoria Park, 9.30, if oh, anyone wants to come. Yeah, good, good ad, good ad. Um, <laughs> and it's just a community event, essentially, is what it is. So um, I'm one of the coaches there. I take the warm-ups, and I yep. usually am the last person running at the back of the group. But it's about the community. Um, so I started doing that, oh, I think end of last year. Yeah. Um, and then when her water came to life, it seemed like the perfect fit to kind of offer a running event where you run from Victoria Park to the studio. And then we have a stretch or a core session, a couple of snacks, coffee, oh, nice. social aspect again, and yeah. then run back to Victoria Park. I see. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what's the, uh, what's the distance? I'm just trying to do the, do the geography in my head. So do you go up College Hill and go left along Constantly? No. Yes. Which say again, sorry? We got Franklin Road. Oh, Franklin. Oh, yeah, oh, that's even more direct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very steep hill for the first yes. kilometer. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about 3K there, 2K back. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's achievable for most 
some people starting out, you know, it's not, it's not crazy, uh, you know, marathon pace or, you know, fast runners. It's, it's um, a real mix. No, that's the best part about <laughs> running. Um, we usually have three to four paces. So we have one pace that's the faster group and that's usually yeah. kind of 5.30. Then we have maybe a six, a 6.30, yep, seven, yep. And sometimes an eight, depending on um, the level of skill and how people are feeling on the day. Fair enough. That's good. I like it. I like it. So what's your connection with New Zealand? Because obviously you you did study in the UK and now you're you studied and 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 live in, in New Zealand. What's the what's the connection there? And where's where's home for you? <laughs> so home for me is New Zealand. Yeah. Um, my kind of I guess the story is that my mum's side of the family um, are Maori. They were they kind of scattered around Christchurch and right. kind of Wellington way. And my mum then moved to England when she was young. Um, so then when I was born, I started growing up and I noticed that I didn't quite fit in and I wasn't really sure. Um, didn't know what it was, but something didn't feel right. And I didn't feel very connected to England. Um, and my mum would always fly to New Zealand for three to six months every year. And that would be her grounding period. Ah. So she would come here, ground herself, reconnect yeah. her roots mm. uh, and then come back to England. So I thought I'd give that a go. Yep. That was four and a half years ago. Ah. And here I am. <laughs> so haven't looked back. No, no, no. It's definitely the right choice. Oh, 100%. It yeah. feels like time. Um, yeah. I noticed that the second I got off the plane, it just, it felt different. Um, yeah. And kind of as I started settling in, I got in touch with my um, ancestry. Yeah. Started to understand the lifestyle here and then started learning um, today in Māori. And yeah, it felt right. Yeah, yeah. So does she still do that trap? Does she still do that? I mean, obviously, COVID aside, because that's going to, that's going to interrupt is that still her, her her mo in terms of going to and fro yes actually she's here at the moment oh cool yeah she um she was living back in england mm. got very sick and tired of it over covid and two months ago she yeah she decided to bite the bullet go into quarantine come here oh, right. and she um hasn't got a plan to leave as of yet <laughs> we'll see trying to keep it here <laughs> yeah why not good idea yeah well, it's going to be it's going to be risky at the moment isn't it traveling for sure oh, 100%. It's a nightmare. Mm. But, um, so i, I guess <clears throat> now i'm going to pick your brains a bit more about sort of what's what's worked what hasn't worked you know tips for people out there that may be listening and obviously they've heard your your business model and that's you know got some really interesting points of difference but um what things have worked and obviously not just the Aurora days but you know previous to that with your your previous roles you know what, what sort of things have worked for you what things have you done that have gone ah there's a formula for success or you know this some of these things work some of these things don't work mm -hmm. um a couple of things i think the first one and probably the most important one is the sense of community um that's one thing i learned at the ymca um I was working at the YMCA towards the end of my bachelor's degree. And as part of my final assessment, we had to do a kind of project case study. Um, and I looked into the drivers and the barriers of exercise. 
Um, and one of the main motivators for exercise that I found was the sense of community. So in the YMCA, you have quite a large elderly population that train within that gym. I think we had a couple of members there that had been training for 30, 40 years at that gym, hadn't left, had no plans on leaving. And that was entirely because of the community wow. aspect, the support, the event, mm. the classes that they held for that particular demographic. Mm. Um, and these guys would come in four, five times a week, come in, train with that little group of friends or do their class and they would go home and it would be the highlight of their week. Wow. So community is everything when it comes mm. to accountability, support, success. Um, the other thing would be self-efficacy. Okay. Uh, trying to find a motivator within and accountability within mm. as opposed to, for example, a six-week challenge yeah. yeah, or getting ready for a wedding or a special event. Usually, if a goal is based around weight loss or a short-term reward, then it's just, it's not going to work in the long term and it just won't be sustainable. And usually ends up in the yo-yo dieting continuum. Um, yeah. Those mm, good. I like it. Main drivers, I think. I like it. Um, I guess that's one of the, the that, I guess that, you know, what you just referred to about the whole six week challenges sort of Bobby's, Bobby's business model in terms of, you know, challenge, 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 challenge. And, and yeah, that's, there's a market for that, isn't there? But that isn't what, that isn't the sustainable model for, for people, I guess, like you say. And I think that's something that probably came up while we were practicing our health coaching week after week was, you know, what's, what are people's whys? what what's them in inward driver um and that that would pop up in quite a lot of conversations i think wouldn't it and i think you're right that's probably one of the key key elements for people both ourselves because we're just human like all of our clients mm -hmm. and and those people that we're here to serve mm -hmm. it's uh mm -hmm. it's having somebody there who's going to ask the questions though isn't it oh 100 percent mm. and learning how to be that person for yourself as well um, is one of the hardest aspects of creating a healthy sustainable habit mm. um, which is why the six-week challenges just don't work in the long run yeah. because we're incredibly motivated during that six eight-week period um, but it's all external um, and you just yeah. need to find those internal drivers to actually commit to a lifestyle change instead of just a small adjustment for those six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is that something you already kind of had as part of your way of talking with clients, way of dealing with clients, or do you think the health coaching program helped with that? I think I am very passionate about nutrition and right. for the last six eight years I would spend time researching all of these things and I'd look yeah. at all the different diets and training protocols that were on offer at different gyms and I would just be so shocked <laughs> by what they would be prescribing so every time I I hear about a program I know that it's not good it's not sustainable because you're putting your body for example if you're doing a six-week challenge it usually comes with a nutrition program yeah you're usually in a calorie deficit of around a thousand calories, which 
it just it's bad it's so yeah good. yeah um yeah it just it drives me crazy <laughs> i think we're on the same page there i mean everybody needs something different don't they so it's about it's about finding what's right for the individual um but you're right i think the the short-term thinking is something that needs to change in the industry and and you know that's something the industry has been quite bad at promoting is this challenge that challenge the other challenge and um you know I, I think if people keep paying for those things they'll keep producing them and so some of some of that's got to kind of come from the consumer as well i think you know rather than uh, obviously you guys taking a stand and saying that's not our model that's great but um i think others other gyms other studios will still keep playing that game because it's it is short-term money you know it's because they'll get their results or they won't get their results and they'll leave they'll try it somewhere else they'll try it somewhere else and so there's there's just less sustainability from a business point of view as well it's a hard feat it is um i think if we can change a couple of people's opinions then we've done our job but unfortunately yes the way that the fitness industry is modeled the way that it kind of always has been modeled is very much driven around those short-term goals and as a consumer, we all want it, you know, those seven minute abs or 30 days to a six pack. It's, we love that. Mm. Um, so it is just a matter of reprogramming ourselves alongside the industry, which, yeah. I mean, if you have any advice of how <laughs> I, we can do that, amazing. But it's, well, I think, you know, it's, it's be the thing you want to see in the world type approach, isn't it? You know, that's what you guys are doing at Horora and, and a, a brilliant job of it, of it too, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and people will cotton onto that. People will realize, you know, if they've tried a few things and it doesn't work, they find somewhere that has a different approach and that's some, it's obviously sustainable. They'll kind of, they'll cling on, they'll stay there and they'll become great, great clients and, and really good advocates for your business with other people. So I don't necessarily think we can change the industry, but I think if we can make an impact in our in our communities, like you say, community being so important, then that ripple effect will will slowly occur. I think across those communities. Fingers crossed. I mm, hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to just keep chipping away. You know, when you believe in something strongly enough, you just you keep pushing that barrow. Exactly. My yeah. dad used to say it's an awful quote, but. He was used to say, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> I like it, yes. One bite at a time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. While we're on quotes, I love the one on your page, which is uh, you have the brains in your head, the feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. Yes. I love it. Is that, um, is that Dr. Seuss? Yes, it yeah. is. I know. I, um, I have a really old vintage book um, of the Dr. Seuss collections. And it's one of okay. my favorite quotes. Yeah, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. It's it's very nice. You know, nice rhyming and it kind of sums things up nice. Some sums things. I've lost my words. <laughs> sums thing sums things up. That's really bad English, isn't it? Sums um, things up nicely. I think it's time for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably a good time to um, to let you go and uh, get on with the rest of our day. So. Before I uh, lose the complete ability to speak, I will uh, <laughs> bid you farewell. Thank you so much for your time and for contributing to the podcast. And um, I have to plan a, a, a second version or V2 in the future. Beautiful. Thank you so awesome. much. I really appreciate it, Rich. No worries. Thanks, Heather. Awesome. Take See care. Ya. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.